Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark and alongside me, as always, is... Trevor Jensen. And we are back with episode 81. It's 2022. Yes, so happy <laughs> new year. We hope everyone rang in the brand new year with bells and fireworks. And lots of drinking. And lots of drinking. <laughs> hey, 2021 sucked and the way it ended was even more poor, so we need a better 2022 for sure. Yes, and it mostly sucked because we lost two absolute icons to the world of television john madden and betty white so we will pay homage to them today briefly with a moment of silence ask yourself was betty white a good girl or was she a golden girl golden girl (laughs) r.i.p though for real they were two very very heavy hitters in the whole world of entertainment so it's sad to see him go i really thought betty white was gonna live forever with her superpowers right so close to 100 so now dolly Parton has (laughs) took over all of her her powers and is gonna now next the next superpower of old people (laughs) all right and speaking of superpowers we are speaking of a species of aliens that potentially may have harnessed superpowers potentially and allowed humans to gain massive amounts of knowledge of space allegedly allegedly (laughs) of course we don't know if this is actually true hey there's ancient texts that literally revolve around everything we're going to talk about today so it's pretty likely i would say and the species aliens that we're hinting to are the anaki anunnaki i think it's anunnaki anunnaki it's very hard to say because it's spelled really fun (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of big words here, so bear with us. Yeah, bear gonna with us if we out. say things wrong because there's definitely some new verbiage for yeah, us. Yeah, if you today. listen to the uh, the Christmas episode, I gotta sound the words out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, this goes back before any human civilization really is known to even been on Earth. Really, the only way we know is because the Sumerians actually had documented this and they're one of the first civilizations to ever like written text yeah form any type of written text which is absolutely incredible and it could all be because of the anunnaki because they taught them and wrote it into clay tablets which is even more crazy because we don't use clay for writing we use paper (laughs) (laughs) okay so i mean without further ado i would just dump dump right into this because we're dumping into it today not jumping yeah, exactly. Let's just get right to the information and okay. what these things were. These things, gods, deities, people, aliens. Okay, the Anunnaki are a group of deities of ancient Sumerians, Akkadians, Assyrians, and Babylonians. In the earliest Sumerian writings about them, which come from the post-Akkadian period, the Anunnaki are deities in the pantheon, descendants of An and Kai, the god of heavens and the goddess of earth. And their primary function was to decree the fates of humanity. So already you got some pretty heavy shit. (laughs) Like these people were supposed to be literal gods. Yeah. And from our research, what we were able to learn is the Anunnaki came to Earth because their planet was going through mass turbulent times and changing. Yes. And it would pass Earth every 3,000 years or something like that. Yeah, a long time would pass. And they needed an abundance of resources, and that resources in particularly being gold, and Earth just happened to be full of a bunch of it, they Mm -hmm. decided, hey, let's colonize this planet until our planet comes back, and we'll harness all of this fantastic resources that are on this planet and in turn they came into contact with humans and had started to respect them in a sense Mm. and then the humans repopulated like rabbits because that's what we do (laughs) yeah pretty much and the Anunnaki kind of got upset with that because they had given us strict rules and said don't repopulate too fast and we also kind of skipped over the large part of 
the Anunnaki brought their own civilization of other aliens that were miners, and the miners rebelled against them and started a war. Which and it was, was the first war on Earth. <laughs> which... so there's a whole bunch at the start of this that we hadn't even get to, but it's just it is a lot of craziness like like typical we'll jump around and kind of fill you bits of information to kind of help draw the story we're not very good at chronology i don't even know you can't even say it so of course we're not good at it but the fuck um, is time the name anunnaki is delivered from an and i think that was and the sumerian (laughs) god of the sky the name is variously written a nana Anunana, so Anunnaki, as you can tell in the title, is spelled A-N-U-N-N-A-K-I. If you could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meaning princely offspring or offsprings of An. And again, An is one of the gods of the descendants. Uh, The Anunnaki were believed to be the offspring of An and his corset, the earth goddess Kai. Samuel Noah Kramer identifies Kai in the Sumerian mother goddess Nihas Ninhursag. I don't know. Saying that they were originally the same figure. So potentially Ann and Kai are the same same entity. Mm -hmm. Um, The oldest of the Anunnaki was Enil, the god of air and the chief god of the Sumerian Pathian. The Sumerians believe that until... Enil was born, heaven and earth were inseparable. Then Enil cleft heaven and earth into two and carried earth away, while his father Anne carried the sky away. Which is nuts because, oh God, there is a lot to fucking unpack there. Like you have literal goddesses that are, I guess, like ruling over different parts of our world and what make up like right. So like the biggest parts of like. I would say, like, like Christianity and things like that. Yeah, it kind of has a similarity role to, like, how God controls who goes to heaven and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're saying that their God has control of heaven and what happens. And also, on top of that, has control over the earth. So, again, relating to even, you know, more modern-day religions, mm-hmm. that a God has some type of power over every aspect of human recollection of our living yeah. space and our dead space. Which is crazy because if you look at, like, most ancient texts, like, a lot of different, like, similarities are always driven from, like, all the old type of, like, religious things like this. So, like, you have the Anunnaki, you have, like, Egypt's, like, pharaohs that are, like, like we're looking raw and, like, uh, the sun goddess and all that stuff. And it's, like, there's a lot of similarities between all of these different types of religions. Yeah, and, I mean, you even look at... Uh, Nordic and Greek yeah, mythology. Yeah, and there, there's a lot like of similarities they, there too. There's a lot of similarities there. Like gods all have seem like seem to have in every religion or every story of any species seem to have like this general basis of gods control <clears throat> either one aspect of life or multiple aspects. Like you have you know your gods of war and like all those other things. So. It's just crazy how you constantly can always see these relations, whether it's religion or just mythology. Exactly. Okay. The Anunnaki are chiefly mentioned in literal text, and are there is very little evidence to support the existence of any cult of them because it has yet to mend on Earth. This is likely due to the fact that each member of the Anunnaki had his or her own individual cult, separate from the others. Similarly, similarly, I can't talk today. No representations of the Anunnaki as a complete group have yet to been discovered. But we have also discovered many different texts that point to all of these separate deities. Right. I mean, you look at people, they're reading these texts, right? They can't decipher if it's fact or if it's just a story. Yeah, which it's crazy, though, because if it's the first written text, like, why are these why people would coming up with yeah, wild Why wouldn't they write down something that's real? Yeah, that's my idea of it already. And we're only like a quarter of a page in. Okay, so deities in ancient Mesopotamia were almost exclusively anthropomorphic. They were thought to possess extraordinary powers and were often envisioned as being of tremendous physical size. So I would say probably like 
twice the size of a normal human at the time. Yeah, maybe giant size, you know, like. And we are going to cover giants at some point because that is also another very interesting story to tell. The deities typically whom melum, I don't know what that is, a warm melum, an ambiguous substance which is covered, which covered them in terrifying splendor. I had no idea what that is. Melum could also have been worn by heroes, kings, giants, and even demons. The effect that seeing a deity's melum has on a human is described as nigh, a word from the physical tingling of the flesh. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Hmm. Sounds like cocaine. Just kidding. <laughs> deities were almost always depicted wearing horned caps consisting of upon to seven superimposed pairs of ox horns. They were also sometimes depicted wearing clothes with elaborate decorative gold and silver ornaments sewn into them. The ancient Mesopotamians believed that their deities lived in heaven after an earlier history visiting earth in the mythological texts, and that God's statue was a physical embodiment of the God himself. As such, cult statues were given consistent care and attention, and a set of priests were assigned to tend to them. These priests would, wear, would clothe the statues and place feasts before them so they could eat. A deity's temple was believed to be the deity's literal place of residence. The gods had boats, full-sized barges, which were normally stored inside their temples and were used to transport their cult statues along waterways during various religious festivals. The gods also had chariots, which were used for transporting their cult statues by land. Sometimes a deity's cult statue would be transported to the location of a battle so that the deity could watch the battle unfold. The major deities of the Mesopotamian pantheon, which included the Anunnaki, were believed to participate in the assembly of the gods, through which the gods made all of their decisions. The assembly was seen as a divine counterpart to the semi-democratic -demo legislative system that existed during the third dynasty of Ur, 2112 BC to 2004 BC. So this is all before Christ. Yeah. This like, is, this is nuts. This is crazy. This is before any, like, stories of Christ ever existed. The only things humans would have talked about is these deities and gods that they lived among. And... Just to, like, step out of this a little bit, why would they come up with deities from other planets Planets, if they weren't literal aliens that had visited Earth back in this time? Like, we're thinking, like, this is so long ago. What would even make them think, that, oh, my God, they came from a different planet? Like, what, how, how would they even know? know that there was other exactly. planets? Like, you just look up in the stars and you go, what is live that? out there I, I would think, rock. oh, maybe that's... The people that have died, they're in heaven. That's their light shining above. You know, yes. like maybe something like it's, that. It's Not, so elaborate. Oh my gosh, that's another planet 10 million light years away. How do you get a story where it's like they needed gold because their resources were failing and this is what they used for their power supplies in this night? Like, how do you fucking get that when you live before Christ was ever born in 2012 BC? Everyone's living in mud huts. Not probably in caves. <laughs> they probably barely even had fire. Like, it's fucking crazy to no, me. No, but seriously, though, from what we know from the research that we've done is these deities and whatnot of the Anaki built amazing civilizations, like some of the most advanced ever. Yeah, and if, if they're physically different from what people looked like back then, it's almost proven that most people will have similar looks dna structure like things like that where you live because of the area you live in so like you live in say like saudi arabia like around there you're gonna look different from somebody in america or europe or like africa like everybody's different because of the the place they live in but once you get these deity like people that are twice the size of normal people and they look different i don't know where why you know right like, they don't why? look like any other human in the area it's nuts They're to obviously me. not human. And then I want to know more about what these superpowers that they and claim to have And of course, if are. they were aliens and they had these crazy powers and their leaders were different, right? Yep. I would imagine they probably looked different. They had a different like pose to them. Like the way they walked around was probably different. Had a deeper like, voice. <laughs> yeah. I, like there could be so many different things, right? There's so many different ways people mm. in other species potentially could 
assign power to someone easily rather this person was really good at this magic or something like that and they that's did why say, he was a king yeah, so. they did say that there was magic involved in these anunnaki leaders or like deities that they say they don't really go into specifics about what kind of magic they used but it is also like said in the text that they like they had these powers right that was other it people was don't. it magic or was it just a skill that they developed because of how powerful they are exactly right we don't know how long they lived maybe these anaki lived for a hundred million years and it's a very their, good point. Their god was 100 million years old. Of course, he'd be a master of all things. Or he's like levitating and he's like, look at my wings. And it's like, we don't have fucking wings. <laughs> like, what the fuck right. is that? Yeah. <laughs> or he's just like, oh, we feast and snaps his fingers and there's an amazing feast for everyone. Or you can like mind project other thoughts into people's minds. So it's like, hey, I'm thinking of a word. Pineapple. <laughs> and I, like you said earlier, they, they did have slaves and they had a war with the people that they had slaves And with. those so people they, were they, supposed they, to be aliens too. Right. And so they weren't perfect. They definitely liked to take advantage of people that were they lesser than the them, gold. Right. You know, like Anakis apparently are powerful beings. They're much larger than other beings. They have all of these different powers. Of course, they're going to take some other species and go work for me. Yeah, subjugate. That's what you do when you're in a place of power. Yeah. Because that's every every literal every person or culture that's ever existed yeah. on Earth. Literally. Like, look at our hierarchies. We have middle class, lower class, and upper class. Who do you think and controls poverty. the fucking world? <laughs> right, yeah. Of course, the rich and powerful are going to control everything. Exactly. But let's, let's dive into some mythology, because it might answer some of our questions. Uh, the earliest known usage of the term Anaki comes from encryptions written during the region of Gude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 2144-2124 BC in the third dynasty of Ur. In the earliest text, the term is applied to the most powerful important deities. In the Sumerian Pathian, the descendants of the sky god An. Is it An or An? I think it's An. Is it An? Okay. I, w I would assume it's An because like An doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, with the way other, everything else yeah, is Yeah, where they're all like named very, very literals, like short words. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just makes sense. Uh, this on. group of de deities probably included the seven gods who decree. Enil, Engai, Neil Hersang, Nana, Yutu, and... <laughs> I like it when you say you two is like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight up. Although like, certain deities are described as members of the Anakai, no complete list of names in all of the Anak... I can't ever can say it consistently, <laughs> consistently correct. Anunnaki has survived. And they are usually only referenced to as a cohesive group in literary text. Furthermore... Sumerian texts described the Anunnaki inconsistently and do not agree on how many Anunnaki there were or what their divine function was. Originally, the Anunnaki appeared to have heavenly duties with immense, oh, deity, sorry, with Im immense power. In the poem Enkai? Enkai in the World Order, the Anunnaki do homage to Enkai, sing. Hum, hymns of hymns. <laughs> hymns, sorry. You're fine. Hymns of praise in his honor and take up their dwellings among the people of summer. The same composition twice starts that the Anunnaki decree the fates of mankind. Virtually every major deity in the Sumerian Pathian was regarded as the patron of a specific city and was expected to protest that city's interests. The deity was believed to permanently reside within the city's temple. One text mentions as many as 50 Anunnaki associated with the city of Iridu. Iridu. Iridu? Yeah, I think it's like that. Anas descent into the netherworld, there are only several Anunnaki who reside within the underworld and serve as judges. Anon stands trial before them for her attempt to take over the underworld. They deem her guilty of hubris and condemn her to death. 
Major deities in the Sumerian mythology were associated with specific celestial bodies. Anon was believed to be the planet Venus. You too was believed that? to be the sun. Nanan was Nan- the moon. Nanan was the moon. Yeah, I keep confusing it now. There's so there there's so many Nanana Unchawa. Literally. And was identified with all the stars of the equular sky. Enil was those of the northern sky. Niki was those of the southern sky. The path of Enil's ancestral orbit was continuous symmetrical circle around the north central pole celestial pole but those of on and and Enkai were believed to intersect at various points so it's almost like if you were to look up in the sky and see a, a solar eclipse is what it seems like or like some type no, of yeah, way they're they're giving definitely giving well, these deities credit for what happens in the sky yeah and then the fact that like there's times where you can see venus from earth yeah it's a giant blue star in the yeah, sky. You see, you can see most of the planets some like on certain nights or like yeah. around the celestial so solar they're, system. So they're giving the credit to these things to these deities and relating them, saying, "Oh my God!" So what I'm thinking is maybe like the one who's in charge of Venus. Maybe she was like blue or something. Right. Yeah. Or like it's hard to even say because like. The fact that they know this information and have it cemented in their history, I said history party, but like that the fact that they're just like, we associate these deities with certain planets, certain like, I don't want to say it, like natural events, things like that is really weird to me because like, you don't just do that without knowing prior to like having the knowledge of that thing. Right. So were the... Anaki giving them the knowledge of space. Well, and also, how do they know that these certain planets or, like, this stuff is going to rotate around the Earth already and, like, cross at some right. certain point? It was only, like, four or five hundred years ago before we realized that the Earth revolves around the sun. Yeah, it's fucking and nuts this is And the Earth is not flat. This is, like, a hundred thousand <laughs> years ago. Yeah, which is insanity. Like this, this is this is actually boggling my mind that there's this. I didn't even know this existed until just today and yesterday. For real, <laughs> it's fucking awesome though. Okay, so Akkadian, Babylonian, and Assyrian. Rev, yeah, reverence begets favor. Sacrifice pro- prolongs life, and prayer atones for guilt. He who fears the gods is not slighted by. He who fears the Anunnaki extends his days. Babylonian hymn. So that's straight up a hymn from old Babylonian times. Right. That's right off one of those clay papers. I almost want to get that tattooed on me because it's fucking badass. It is kind of sweet. <laughs> like, that is actually a really cool fucking saying. A- Akkadian texts of the second millennium BC follow similar portrayals of the Anunnaki. From Anunnaki's descent into the netherworld depicting them as chthonic underworld deities in an ab- in an abbreviated Akkadian version of the Anunnaki's descent written in the early second millennium oh here Don't we go Urshigal Urshigal the queen of the underworld comments that she drinks water with the Anunnaki later in the same poem Urshigal orders her servant Nemtar to fetch the Anunnaki's from holy fuck Eglangina <laughs> yeah whatever you said <laughs> to decorate the threshold steps with coral and to seat them in golden thrones during the old Babylonian period 1830 BC to 1531 so we've moved BC forward in time a bunch an entire millennium like it said it's crazy a new set of deities known as the Ajiji are introduced. The relationship between the Anunnaki and the Ajiji is unclear. On some occasions, the categories appear to be used as synonymously, but in other writings, such as the Poem of Era, there is a clear distinction between the two. In the late Akkadian Atrahasis epic, the Ajiji are the sixth generation of the gods who are forced to perform labor for the Anunnaki. After 40 days, the Ijiji rebel against and the god Aniki, 
one of the ancient Anunnaki creates humans to replace them. So here's where we start to get like really into like the human aspect of all of this. From the Middle Babylonian period, 1592 to 1155 BC, onward, the name Anunnaki was applied generally to the deities of the underworld, whereas the name Ejiji was applied to the heavenly deities during this period. The underworld deities Damakina, Nurgle, and Madwana are listed as the most powerful among the Anunnaki, alongside Marduk, the national god of the ancient Babylonian. In the standard Akkadian epic of Gilgamesh, fucking awesome, <laughs> 12 BC, un unnapathism, Jesus, fuck, this is so hard to say all these words. The immortal survivor of the Great Flood describes the Anunnaki as seven judges of the underworld who set the land aflames as the storm approaches. Later, when the flood comes, Ishtar, the East Semitic equivalent to Inanan, Inanana, and the Anunnaki mourn over the destruction of humanity. All right, so again, a giant flood creates What does that sound like? Does it sound familiar or does it not? I don't know. Maybe when Moses parts the Red Sea. <laughs> like, this is nuts. There's always or similarities in yeah. every story, like throughout history, whether it's this potentially mythological civilization or it's real civilization yeah and these poems these hymns these texts they all all survived yeah and they all have relations to something to a story we've probably all heard in bible school or wherever you know what i mean yeah and look at the the geography of all (laughs) these things where it's like you have this in israel you have this in right which is where the bible is based all this is happening exactly where mm -hmm. the bible is supposed to be based out of yeah and so. then you even come over to like the americas and you get old cave drawings of like things like that or you go down to south america and you get these crazy hieroglyphs in the like um mayan temples of like helicopters and flying things but there's similarities yep. between all of this stuff yeah even the pharaohs of like egypt were also looked at as deities being different from the normal people right they so weren't normal. i wonder yeah i wonder if they just didn't call these people the anunnaki because they just they had a different term them for differently. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were like, well, we're a different culture, so we call them like pharaohs instead of being these celestial deities that the Anunnaki are speaking of. Right, because if you think about it, I mean, this is probably taking place about the same time period as... And if a millennium goes by and they're also having descendants of their own species coming down the line... they're advancing across the entire mm-hmm. globe. Why, like, why would they just stay in one spot right they can travel the freaking universe you would think they're gonna go on a planet and just stay in one spot because there's three rivers that can join no they're gonna go hey look at this all this land there's gonna be resources everywhere oh my gosh we go to this other side of the earth and everything's different there's different resources here there's different minerals there's different fruits and labors to be done Mm. what's really crazy to me is like we say that God created humans in his image. What if the Anunnaki really were the ones that created us? And that's where we derive the text from we were created by a, a being like a god, like the Anunnaki, that made us and we went against his will. Which we did in this story. Which exactly in the same Christianic text where, hey, Jewish people defied like Jesus' son or God's son and murdered him and then we we were like have to repent and pay for our sins okay well what if we went against the Anunnaki because we don't want to be minors anymore we don't want to be slaves so we start repopulating and then it goes to overpopulation and then they're getting completely washed out because now there's too many humans to subjugate Right, and they like, can't control it's, it's, everyone. There is a lot of similarities between these two things. And yes, they're like millions of like years apart. But still, it's it's just crazy to me. And then what if... The, like, I'm just going to go on a limb here. What if Jesus was a descendant of the Anunnaki people and he has these powers to turn water into wine because he has Anunnaki blood in him? Right, and people just... the 
the translation of what Anunnaki was had been completely lost. And it lost. got lost, exactly. Because as we're reading here, a there was flood. a war, there was a flood, there was a war, there was a, a dispute between two different sides. Humanity was almost wiped out, but then repopulated because not everybody was. Like, this is what I'm deriving from this, because this is all ancient text that you have to summarize some of it. But still, it's very interesting. Right, it's all open-ended theory, you know, like, it's all conspiracy Really, and no I love one, me a good conspiracy. No one actually knows. Like, no one can be right on this. We topic. don't got a picture of an Anunnaki next to a human back in 15 BC. No, <laughs> like, no, yeah, we just we don't. We have cave drawings, and I mean, like, you can say like they're good artists, but I mean, like, I just don't see why they would draw things like that if it didn't actually portray to what was really there happening. Right. Me like, too. it just wouldn't make sense that they're I, like, I, I think, have creative I mind. Think where it could where the difference could be in the drawings is they want to instead of just drawing the person they want to draw what their power felt like or what it looked like and their like. pure radiance of what yeah, that is yeah the, the radiance of who they were like why are why are they drawing this person there exactly. has to be a reason well I he agree. has big wings well what does big wing means it means he can carry things yeah. it means he can he can rule over everybody because he's above you yes cuz he he has a, a higher power like he can fly or whatever like there's so many different ways you could depict like you could look at a picture say the dude has the head of an eagle has arms that are 20 feet long 20 feet yeah. long i don't know like he's 20 feet tall he carries a giant staff around. yeah i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> like, but, like you could easy you can easily draw comparisons because like they probably put like beings like that on pedestals like a lot of the um the animals that also lived in the time so like you have a giant eagle and it's like the bird of prey and they're like this is a good omen you know it's almost like an albatross and they're like well our deity is above all of us so like why don't we like associate him with that so like maybe right. he didn't have a head of an eagle but he was also like looked upon as being above you like things like that or yeah or like had some relation to like some type of omen or whatever like yeah like I don't know, like, maybe they would put some type of, like, rain coming down or, like, make him look like a crocodile because he was dangerous with water. Like, Yeah, exactly. Water. I like, could see that. I don't, I that would make sense. It's make tough sense. to draw comparisons, like, off the top of my head, but, like... I didn't live back then. <laughs> it's just little things like that, like, where you could draw some type of similarity that it seems too literal, almost. Yeah, like, look at the Sphinx. Like, it's a cat person. Well, they also, in Egypt really highly looked at like feline creatures like they put them on pedestals so i almost wonder if it was just like hey it's also a rite of passage if you get a sphinx made with your likeness because like like the dog anubis and stuff like that were also looked at as being great creatures right so, exactly like the We'll, we'll, maybe we'll dive more into this <laughs> there's still there's so much there's still so much like mythology that we could keep diving into it's just really fun to talk about it i'm it not is. gonna lie this is really fun in the babylonian enumis elias marduk assigns the anunnaki their positions a late babylonian version of the epic mentions 600 anunnaki of the underworld but only three anunnaki of heaven indicating 300. that did i say 300 you said three fuck <laughs> <laughs> indicating the existence of a complex underworld cosmology in gratitude, the Anunnaki, the great gods, build Esalgia, a splendid temple dedicated to Marduk. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, it's EA, yeah, <laughs> and Elil. In the eighth century BC poem of Era, the Anunnaki are described as brothers of the god Nurgle, and are depicted as s or and holy shit, antagonistic, antagonistic towards humanity. A badly damaged text from the Neo-Assyrian period, 911 to 612 BC, so we're moving up again, oh, that was really gross burp, <laughs> describes the Marduk leading his army of Anunnaki into the sacred city of Nippar and causing a disturbance. The disturbance causes a flood, which forces the resident gods of Nippur to take shelter in the Esthumesha temple uh, to N holy shit Nur Neratu. Neratu Nerata Nerata I don't know this is really really wild 
Enil is enraged at Marduk's transgressions and other gods of the Eshmesha <laughs> to take Marduk and the other Anunnaki as prisoners. The Anunnaki are captured, but Marduk appoints his front runner. Oh God, Mushateshribalablim. There's a lot of letters there. <laughs> it's alphabet soup. I think it's Mushateshribalablim. Mushi. I'm gonna go with Mushi to lead a revolt against the gods of Eshmushesha. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And sends his messenger Nuratamigal. Oh my God! To alert Nabu, <laughs> the god of literacy. When the Eshmushesha <laughs> gods hear Nabu speak, they come out of their temple to search for him. Marduk defeats the Eshmushesha gods and takes three hundred and sixty of them as prisoners of war, including Anil Anilil himself. Anil protests that the Eshmushesha gods are innocent, so Marduk puts them on trial before the Anunnaki. The text ends with a warning from Demakina, another name for Ninhursag, the god that we spoke of earlier, Yep, to the gods and to humanity, pleading them not to repeat the war between the Anunnaki and the gods of Edmushesha. Whew! And now we're on to Hurin and Hiti, which is, I don't even know. Okay, so in the mythologies of the Hurrians and Hyades, I think that's how you say that, which flourish in the mid to second late millennium of BC, the oldest generation of gods was believed to be, or to believe to be have been punished by the younger gods to- Banished. Ban fuck, <laughs> to the underworld. Were they ruled by the goddess Luani? Hyades scribes, identified these deities with the Anunnaki. In ancient Hurrian, the Anunnaki are referred to as... Ooh, there's a lot of tildes over these. Carlusis Sinuis. Sinuis? I, I think it's... Let's call him KS. KS. Yeah, look this up for yourself, because I don't know how to say this shit. <laughs> Which means former ancient gods, or Kertes KS. <laughs> Which means the gods of the earth. Hiti and Hurian treaties were often sworn by the gods in order to ensure that the oaths would be kept. In one myth, the gods are threatened to or threatened by stone giant Alukimi, so eh, the later name for Iniki, Anaki, commands the former gods to find the weapon that was used to separate the heavens from the earth. They find it and use it to cut off Elikamui's feet, which is fucking nuts. Wild. <laughs> they just chop his feet off because he's a giant. He can't get anywhere else. Although the names the Anunnaki in Hurian and Hididi texts frequent vary, fre frequently vary, they are always eight in number. In one Hididi ritual, the names of the old gods are listed as Adutari, the diviner, Zulakai, the dreams interpretist, Rapidida, Lord of the Earth, Nara, Namsara, Minki, Amakui, <laughs> and Appa. Appai? Appi? Appi? Yeah, I think a it's Appi. Appi! <laughs> <A pee. laughs> He's got a pee! Appi, <laughs> got a pee! <laughs> the oh, old God. gods had no identifiable cult, an identifiable cult in the Hiro Hididi religion. Instead, the Hurrians and Hadidis sought to communicate with the old gods, though the rituals sacrificed a piglet in a pit dug in the ground. Jesus. The old gods were often invoked to perform ritual purifications. The Hididi account of the old gods banished to the underworld is closely related with the Greek poet Hesites? Hesites. Hesoids? I think it's Hesoids, but I don't Hesoids? know. Hesoids? I haven't heard of that Greek poet. Yeah, uh, narrative of the overthrow of the Titans by the Olympians in his theo Theogony. Theogony. The Greek sky god Oreos, whose name means heaven and the father of the Titans, and is derived from the Hebrew version Anu, and Hesoids account 
Oranos is castrated by his son Kronos, just as Anoi Anu was castrated by his son Kumbrabre in the Hittity story. Jesus. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, sorry, but we're stumbling over all of these names, this is, people. They're this is very, very hard to names. say, and even if we think we pronounce it right the first time, it's hard to say it right. Hey, the don't second come after time. us. This is fucking hard. <laughs> we're trying our absolute hardest. Yeah. Now we're on to pseudo archaeology and conspiracy theories of this stuff. Okay, so this is where it gets very interesting, and you get more like I guess how do you want to say it like recent accounts of what people translate this stuff into. So, over a series of published books, starting with Chariots of the Gods in 1968, Swiss pseudo-archaeologist Eric von Denken claimed extraterrestrial ancient astronauts had visited a prehistoric Earth. Von Denken explains the origins of religions as reactions to contact with an alien race that offers interpretations of Sumerian texts and the Old Testament as evidence. So here we go where they're drawing parallels between the Old Testament and ancient Sumerian texts of the Anunnaki. Which, we we referenced this earlier where it's like, there's a lot of similarities here. And then we got, in his book in 1976, The Twelfth Planet, Russian-American author Zakaria Sitichin claimed that their Anunnaki were actually an advanced humanoid extraterrestrial species from the undiscovered planet Nibiru. The planet we mentioned earlier that comes around every 3,000 years. Exactly. Who came to Earth around 500,000 years ago and constructed a base of operations in order to mine gold after discovering that the planet was rich with precious metal, which it is. It is very... There is a lot of very, very precious minerals in our yeah, Earth. It's crazy. To think about it, like we haven't even tried mining Antarctica. Just saying. Then that's a very vast, vast land. According to Satichin, the Anunnaki hybridized their species in Homo erectus via the Virtal fertilization in order to create humans, which I don't know anything about fertilization of humans like Just that. one time in your life. I just have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> in order to create humans as slave species of miners, Satichin claimed that the Anunnaki were forced to temporarily leave Earth's surface and orbit the planet when the Antarctic glaciers melted, causing the Great Flood, which also destroyed the Anunnaki's base on Earth, Atlantis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They called it Eden. Which yes. is even more crazy because we have texts that refer to Eden. And that's not even like Anunnaki text. Like that's literally like other civilizations talking about a place of Eden. So, which was destroyed on Earth and they had to rebuild the Anunnaki. Or, yeah, these had to be rebuilt and the Anunnaki needing more humans to help the massive effort taught mankind agriculture. So here we go. People are starting to become more independent instead of just being slave miners. Now we're being taught, hey, this is how you grow food. And this is where it comes into, like, probably into play where they're starting to teach them things like written text, how to speak to each other, things like that nature. Ronald H. Fritz writes the writes that, according to Satichin, the Anunnaki built the pyramids and all other monumental structures from around the ancient world that ancient astronauts theorists consider so to be impossible to build without highly advanced technologies, which I would believe. I would definitely which we believe we kind that. of mentioned earlier that the Anunnaki could be all of these civilizations that built pyramids. We kind of did mention that a little bit ago. Yep, I would agree. Satichin explained on this mythology in later works, including The Stairway to Heaven in 1980, so we're really not that far off of real, like, close to being our times. I was almost born 15 years before, like, after this. The War of the Gods and Men in 1985, so 10 years before I was born. In the End Days, Armageddon, and the Prophecy and the Return in 2007. Satichin predicted that the Anunnaki would return to Earth possibly as soon as 2012. When the Mayan calendar quit working. Yeah. But nothing happened. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know that, honestly. We don't know. We don't really know that. Corresponding to the end of the 
Mesoamerican long count calendar. Wow, I didn't even read ahead two sentences and they already talked about exactly what I said. Satichin's writings have been universally rejected by mainstream historians because they're lame, who have been labeled or who have labeled his books as pseudo archaeology, asserting that Satichin seems to deliberately misinter or misrepresent Sumerian texts by quoting them out of context truncating questions and mistranslating Sumerian words to give them radically different meanings from their accepted definitions. Uh, David Icke, the British conspiracy theorist who popularized the rep reptilian conspiracy <laughs> theory, has claimed that the reptilian overlords, overlords of his theory are in fact the Anaki. Uh, clearly influenced by Suchin's writings, Icke adapts them in favor of his own new age and cons conspiratorial agenda? I don't even know what that word is. Conspiratorial, uh, I guess? I don't know. I don't really know that either. Ike's speculation of the Anunnaki incorporates far-right views on history, posting an Aryan master race descended by blood from the Anunnaki. So Hitler... Yeah. In his 2001 documentary about Ike, John Ronson cited a cartoon Rothschild in 1898 by Charles Leandre, arguing that Jews have long been depicted as a lizard-like creature who are out to control the world. It also incorporates dragons, Draculas, and Draconian, Draconian law. These three elements appro appropriately linked only by superficial logistic similarity he formulated his views on the anunnaki in the 1990s and has written several books about his theory he is a crock full of shit yeah i don't believe that <laughs> there's lizard jews. jews are not lizard people they just Come like their now. money and they wear little like um uh what is the hats they wear uh wow i feel really really fucking stupid for this um yamakas is yeah. that what it is yeah yeah they they're not lizard people they just believe in a different book than we do <laughs> and it's basically the same book as the christianic book and all the other things it's just this this whole like s like segment we've done today has been very informative on you can pretty much look at every past civilization that has come to be put into text on this planet and, and draw similarities between every single one of with them. With the Anaki. And the fact that we were most likely visited by an ancient civilization of extraterrestrial beings that played a big part in why we are the way we are today. Right. Why we believe what we believe. Why we're able to create the food that we create. Like, why we're able to have a social structure the way we have a social exactly. structure. Like so many different things, like, like the guy predicted, you know, something would happen in two two thousand twelve. Well, as far as we know, nothing huge happened. But if we go back and look at certain things, like how many um, UFO sightings and things like that, that we were maybe getting, we could draw some type of parallel. Exactly, like it's not set in stone that because the the calendar, like the Mayans calendar, ended then that oh the world's ending. But what if it's like a slow burn? Where it's like, that like, was the like first... Like the flood. Like yeah, the flood. When the, that was the first year that our planet started to go into a decline towards the polar ice caps melting and great floods coming back and forest fires and all kinds of other things that are starting now. So, with all that being said, I 100% believe that Anunnaki were real. These deity-type people were actually extraterrestrials and... That's just how we should perceive this. I've, for a very, very, very long time, believed that a lot of our knowledge came from some type of ancient alien civilization. Yeah, just like look at look at the chronological order of like cave drawings, hieroglyphics. They depict greater beings of bigger stature having these flying machines and being in somewhat type of power. And this is really, really far back texts of this certain people of the Anunnaki being those type of deities and then you get that millions of years later at this point because we are about like a million years after this now 
is what it feels like at least. It's more like four five hundred thousand. But see, but we're fucking close. <laughs> we're, we're close enough to like, like there before Christ, there before any of those stories were ever told. It's possible that they were the first human-like species on this earth while they walked around with the dinosaurs and all that shit and then they pro i didn't i want to say procreate because they said invecto fertilization or whatever to create human-like people to be their slaves so could they technically have been the original humans and i don't want to say that um maybe used a splice of their dna yeah and i don't, I don't want to say like uh so that they didn't have to teach them everything like they wanted them to be able to come out and have some type of knowledgeable like yeah because saying that we derive them. from fish and monkeys and all that isn't that out of the like question because maybe they but, took a bunch of different species that were already on the and earth spliced knowing, it all together yeah knowing that they could survive like they were to create a species like it could survive because it's based off of things that are here that would make like, sense maybe if they were to use a little bit of their dna they would give it just enough knowledge to give them our shape and form that we are now right exactly but it would make obviously they made us smaller because they didn't want us to be the same size because then we would to, exactly we would rise up and try to defeat them very true because we're slaves like who no we're nobody minors. wants to be a slave yeah right? we're fucking minors and then when they touched on the whole like if you look at Stonehenge, you look at um, the pyramids. Uh, I forgot the. Um, there is also like a a very very really crazy. Um, it's like a a South American temple, like Machu Picchu, but it's buried in the ground, like almost like a quarter of a mile down, and there's just like a ton of brickwork, and it's like. There's like stories that like they're still finding exact cities in the jungle, which is crazy thing, to me. And so. then they're also saying that um underneath the pyramids too, like there's an elaborate tunnel system that you could have lived in, and it's like okay, but that is some crazy engineering feats for people back then. Well, I mean, the pyramids are in the middle of the desert. Who's to say that a giant sandstorm didn't come through, the biggest one ever to ever exist, and bury most of it? Exactly. And exactly. we're just seeing the top. Like, who's to say that maybe the pyramid goes what even if it is deeper? Eden? What if the pyramid is actually even taller than what we think mm -hmm. it is? You know, like, we're Very only true. basing everything off what sea level is now. What was sea level back then? Before the ancient floods. Before the ancient floods, exactly. Mm -hmm. Maybe there wasn't much water. What, what maybe if, it was just a few rivers. What if um, Atlantis was Eden, but it's gone now because the waters took it, and it was destroyed like they say... Because their Eden was destroyed when they had to leave Earth for a little while and then come back. What if that's what our rendition of Atlantis is? It's totally It's very possible. possible. It's, it's crazy. There's so many similarities between all of these, you know, stories. And that's why we love talking about this kind of stuff. It makes your head think. It makes you wonder, like, do we know everything? And, you know, Because, I mean, like, we're not experts in any of this. A smart man will say he doesn't know everything. Yeah, and this is where I'm learning a lot of stuff, too. And this is why I really enjoy finding these type of topics to just sit here and just speak with you about it. Because it gives other people a good look into it. It gives us a farther look into what we were like, oh, this is already pretty cool. And then it's like, well, now my perception of all of this is changing. Like, 100% is different from what I thought at the beginning of everything, where I was right. just, like, a pure Christian thought process where I was like, God created everybody in his image. We were reborn after seven days, and now... We are what we are because of him. Well, what if that's not the exact truth? What if God was the Anaki gods? And created and us into that image. And there's nothing wrong with still looking at it in the Christian aspect or however you view religion. Because it technically is the same story, but it's just tweaked a little bit. And it doesn't mean that you can't be a good person. You can't still follow the morals and the values of the good book. But what if what we know isn't exact truths it's just stretched right exactly that's why these kinds of things and these kinds of conspiracies are so much fun and we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode with us because we've had an absolute ball speaking of these ancient aliens and sorry I'm about sure, the fumble words yeah <laughs> that'll probably always happen with us so 
I got if you, if you made it to 81 episodes with us, you You'll know we can't say strange words. If there's any <laughs> word over three syllables, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> or if it has seven consonants in a row. Or, yeah. When you get more than ten letters in the word, you can just best bet I'm going <laughs> to... But since it is a new year, we should probably put on a new goal. So what are you thinking, Trevor? We're, we're sitting around 6,500 plays right now to start the year. So what did we, we're, what were we at at the beginning 1, of 2021? of last year. So we, we pushed 4,000 plays. Let's triple that. Let's get to 9,000 plays this year. Nine, that would only be 3,000 plays. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's not tripling it, but you know what I mean. We're so like tripling it from 2021. Let's, let's get us to 15,000 downloads this year. Hey, if you break the 10K even, I will still be impressed. Yeah. Like, would... just break 10K and I'll be happy. Okay, we'll go 10K, and then if it's six months, we're at 10K, it'll be 5K, and the surprise after 5K will be even bigger and grander. Hey, I might even have a live event for all y'all, and we'll just we'll yes. make it a free event. Speaking we'll put of it on... live events, coming up very, very, very soon in, like, 19 episodes will be our... 100th episode which will be a live stream it'll be the bumpy awards the hosted by the one and only rick van winkle rick van winkle here and i just want to tell you to please tune in for the bumpies on episode 100 because it is going to be a banger and billy might not die well i, I don't know billy billy's immortal rick i've never died in any of the episodes i always come right back and i'm bringing in all the best news stories billy are you an anaki I can't speak on it. Holy shit, I've come to the realization that you are a deity of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, those two will definitely be there for the Bumpy Awards, and so will we, and hopefully they don't continue to, you know, interrupt our show like they always do, freaking jack wagons. But you gotta love them. They're you gotta love them. Comic they relief of lovings. always bringing in the news. The heavy-hitting news. And you always want to stay tuned because something fucking crazy happens. Yeah, always. Every single time. And without further ado, folks, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Pandora. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, I, iTunes, iHeartRadio, I think. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at whatgoesbumppodcast at gmail.com. Buy our merch. It helps us out. Buy our merch. We got some new merch going to be coming to celebrate the new year. And remember, folks, to keep to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Bye. 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 Twenty-two. <laughs>